My name is Ryan Smith. And my name is Shannon Hartley. You're listening to the Eastern Oregon Connection, a show celebrating small town community and highlighting the people that make it great. We'll be talking with local business owners, nonprofits, city leaders, farmers, and a host of other interesting people. We hope you'll join us for some personal stories, laughs, local news and events, and an all-around good time. This is the EO Connection. Hey everyone, welcome into the Eastern Oregon Connection. This is our recap podcast for the year of 2022. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing well, my friend. Well, it's been quite a year, our first year of the podcast, and uh, it's a lot to think about. <laughs> like, It feels like a lot's happened in the last year. So what are, what are the big things... Um, that come to mind, like when we were starting this podcast that you can think back to. Yeah. Boy, what a year. I, I told Carly that it feels like we crammed like three years into one year with all the things that happened this year. It does feel like that. Gosh. Yeah. And it's, you know, holiday season. It's a, like in the teens outside with some snow on the ground. It feels like a good time to kind of sit back and reflect. So some, some big things I remember for the podcast. Well, let's see, your question was just like looking back on it. So yeah, I'm thinking about um, how we're sitting in our, our nice new studio here and how we were <laughs> graciously provided a free space at Guild Mortgage to get started. We really just had to kind of hodgepodge everything together from the equipment to the space to do it to the ambitions with that, you know, while still trying to shape the vision. But I go back to how thankful I am that, you know, you connected with Elaine and that she was able to provide us that space. And that was one big piece that helped us get our feet underneath us and, and start to build this thing. Yeah, we were just talking about, we were like, you know, getting ready to record our first uh, like introductory podcast. And we were like, do you, wh- where should we meet? Do you want to meet at like Sisters Cafe? Like, yeah, <laughs> we were just going to meet in like a public a public open area, yeah, which, which was, probably would have been a horrible idea. <laughs> I was thinking too, like, man, either my beer tab or the meals we have to buy, you know, something, it's going to stack up just doing that alone. So yeah, that was a huge help. And, um, I but also, yeah, Elaine, Elaine was and her team was so nice to open their doors for us. And they just had this perfect space kind of in the back of their office that worked perfectly for us to set up for the first half of of this year for our podcast. Definitely. You know, it was, I'd say an underutilized space for them and good on them for recognizing that and sharing with us. So thank you, Elaine and team. Yeah. Um, I also think about how willing our guests were to come visit with us. And I think, you know, as we're moving forward, it may be a little easier to get guests as we have some back material to kind of show people and give an idea of what we're about. But you know, like Dean Foquet and Debbie Kishpaw, those early episodes, really, we had nothing to show for it, not even a space to go to, just a basically a pitch about what we were trying to do. And they they embraced it with open arms, and they shared their knowledge and their time with us. And I'm really grateful for that, too. And also the community, um, you know, some of those first episodes, like people really came to listen to find the podcast when, once we put it out there. Um, which, which was really cool to, to see the community respond to kind of what we were doing and wanting to, to listen in on these conversations. Um, cause you know, kind of the thing we talked about is like in a small town, it feels like everyone kind of knows each other, but you haven't always had a, an hour long conversation with people. Like not a lot of people may have had 
you know, a long conversation with Debbie Kishpa or, or Dean Foquet or, um, you know, any of the people we've had on, but they get a chance to listen in and hear their stories and how the business started or, um, you know, the intricacies of their dance team and like all that stuff. Yeah. And it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. that maybe you've heard their name before, or maybe some of their, um, you know, some of the big things they've accomplished stand out to you. We'll just stay on Debbie there for a second. I mean, every, everybody's probably heard her name. They're familiar with the dance program, but to really, to really get to, to hear from her on, you know, where she gets her inspiration from and how she seeks, you know, leadership and really just lessons on the grit and the tenacity and, and why she thinks that's so important. It really, I think, just expands upon the knowledge and context of that person, but maybe gives you some some stuff to guide your way forward as well. I think, you know, doing dance is not on my radar as a personal activity, <laughs> but I still feel like I was able to take a lot away from Debbie in her work ethic and how she finds, you know, leaders to kind of hang on to and get information from and, and that kind of stuff. So she's just one example of many that have really given a lot to us, but I don't know, man, I think dance could be in your future. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh man, I'd really have to adjust my, my <laughs> workout routines and uh you got to get more limber yeah have you been stretching you've been running a lot you know the stretching needs to improve i'd say i've started to try to have like a good body maintenance routine of a little bit of stretching and just some of like the theragun work on my legs and back and stuff Mm -hmm. but it's important for sure i know cross-country teams they always like coaches they always push the stretching before and after Mm -hmm. so yep Well, I think one thing that we were hoping to do today that would be kind of fun was to sort of just go back through our episode list. And there's so many conversations and so many quotes. We couldn't, we couldn't just, you know, fit them all into one episode here. But I think just going through the list of folks we've interviewed and maybe a quote or, or an important conversation that we took out of it, um, we can share with you guys today. And then if you haven't had a chance, this may be a good way to to sort of hear what some of our guests are all about. And you may find that there's an interview you haven't listened to that you might take interest with. Um, so I guess let's just start from the beginning here. And our very first interview was, was Dean Foquet, who is a longtime Pendleton guy and owned Dean's Athletic for many years. Unfortunately, we saw Dean's Athletic close its doors um, not too long ago. And I think Dean, you know, retired and, and sold that some time ago as well. So, you know, things are always changing and that kind of, that kind of stings at times. I have fond memories of Dean's athletic and I hate to see that go, but, um, you know, reflecting on positive things, what's some things from the conversation with Dean that you recall? I just feel like Dean is, uh, I just feel like he's Mr. Pendleton's <laughs> just like everyone knows Dean. He's such a happy go lucky kind of guy. And, uh, I loved the conversation about talking about his truck and, and, yes. <laughs> and the, and the, and the history of it and how it's just gone with him throughout the years. And, uh, he's got this little white pickup that, that he drags around town all the time. And I, and I just had to ask him about it and he, lo- <laughs> he loved that I brought it up. And so when I think back to that conversation, that's, that's something I remember, but also just like for how, you know, small statured of a guy he is, just how impressive of, a, of an athlete he was as well. It's yeah. just really, really um, something. So to hear all those stories um, from the times he was in high school and, 
and just all of his ball stories were, were was really cool to hear. Definitely. Yeah, quite the athlete from what I understand. I've played some golf with Dean, and that was a lot of fun. And I guess um, for folks today, if you're looking for a connection there, um, Dean's prevalent with the Pendleton Linebackers Club, and that's a local organization that hosts you know golf tournaments and similar activities. Um, but their goal is to provide scholarships and, and support for um, football players, not just football players. They've expanded that to include some female athletes. So Pendleton Linebackers Club, from what I understand, is still going strong with, uh, you know, community support from athletics into college and, um, you know, a great one to get involved with if you, if you're interested. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So we, we already kind of gloated on Debbie Kishpa, but any highlights we didn't catch there? Um, just her talking about, I mean, you kind of mentioned it, but you know, where she, where she derives, um, or I guess just kind of mentorship. Yeah. Like where she gets her mentorship and her leadership skills from, um, you know, she talked about guys like John Maxwell and, and I think she even said she's a, she's like a John, John Maxwell, um, coach or like she's a, yeah. Oh, okay. Is that the one she went and I remember she went and got certified for some kind of leadership program. Yeah. And then I also recall she has like daily, you know, daily messages that she reminds herself. And so, you know, the leadership stuff is very important, but I also think the idea of sharpening the saw is a good idea. You're never finished and there's always a new perspective or even reminding yourself of things that were important to you, um, that can slip away with time. So, yeah. Yeah. So thanks Debbie. That was a huge, huge discussion. That was really great to get into. Um, Greg McLaughlin was next. And of course, Greg McLaughlin is the owner of McLaughlin Landscaping, which is my former employer. And so I'll start by saying that the knowledge and the the inspiration I've received from Greg expands well beyond the interview that was done on the Eastern Oregon Connection. But what's anything you recall from that discussion? Oh, just just the stories of, you know, the beginnings of the business, starting it out with uh, with his buddy and just hearing how it grew and and, uh, you know, how he kind of transitioned with the business in terms of his leadership style and how he wanted to do things. Um, some really, some really good nuggets taken away from that. And he's just such a nice, nice guy to talk with and uh, really humble. And uh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate Greg taking the time to come do this and just share. I feel like, you know, those interpersonal skills and the, the leadership was important to showcase on the podcast. And so I'm glad he did that for us. Um, okay. Addison Schulberg, who is a classmate of ours and you'd likely see down at the great Pacific on main street, mm-hmm. but also is serving as a city councilor for Pendleton. So go ahead with Addison. I actually just talked with Addison the other day and I, I think, uh, he was <laughs> right, right. When I talked to him, he said, Oh, actually in about an hour, I'm about to head to my first, uh, council meeting where they're having me sit in. So <laughs> I thought that was funny, but, um, no, something I didn't know about Addison is that he, he's like an avid biker. Oh, cycling uh, cyclist. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just had no idea, but, um, that was, that was good to find out. But, um, and just the fact that, that he was going to run for, for city council was cool to hear because I don't think either of it, neither of us knew that coming into the conversation either, did we? No, no. I feel like I think that was a, something that he shared with us during the show and I had no prior knowledge. 
I also like to take away that, you know, Addison inspires me because I saw a fellow classmate that was somebody relatable right there with us who was working in what you could call an entrepreneurial sense. He was, you know, recognizing the civic responsibilities in front of him with embracing the city council role. And it was just, it was encouraging to see somebody who um, cares about their community and was willing to share his time and his his skills and gifts um, to try to, you know, make Pendleton a better place. And it's already an awesome place, but could always use new minds and new skills. And, um, and not to mention, we just had a long conversation. I feel like I feel like that was like that one of those long awaited discussions that had been like, you know, backlogging in my mind, not just for the podcast, but just, you know, Addison's a guy I, I really like and hadn't got a chance to spend a lot of time with him. So, yeah, yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Our longest podcast of the year. Yeah, yeah. I think that one ran about three hours. And I mean, I could sit in here tomorrow with Addison and probably talk for another three hours. We so could, we could. I'm sure fun. he'd love to come into the studio. Yep. <laughs> now that Addison, you got an open invitation, buddy, anytime. Um, Okay, another one is, this was one of my favorites and a face that I've seen often since recording was Cricket Nicholson. Passion. That's the one thing I take away from our conversation. Oh, passion and just a big heart. Yeah. Yeah, Just, I feel like everything she she talked about, she was was just fueled with passion, Um, whether it be the underground tours or... <clears throat> the work she's done with was it um she worked for united way for united many years way. i think she also did time with you know the salvation, salvation army, army and some other charities um or foster parenting foster parenting or um just motorcycles too she was like yes. really trying i was told i told her i'd always been interested in getting motorcycles oh that's she right was, she was trying to sell you on an adventure bike yeah, yeah. She, was, she was she was telling me for sure and to the <laughs> listeners i'll tell you one of the books i've sold several copies of i can't seem to keep them on the shelf is is cricket's book that she published this year and it was um it was Let's see. Adventures in the Alvor Desert or Girls Just Want to Have Fun, I believe, is the title. So Cricket just kind of journaling, you know, a life of motorcycle adventures down um, in the Alvor Desert with her family throughout the years. Um, she's also done a couple book signings recently here in town. I think she did one at Peace of Pendleton and at Pendleton Book Company. Um, so it was a lot of fun to, to showcase Cricket. I feel like she's, you know, one of many people we've talked to that is just like, Everybody should know this person, especially if you live in Pendleton. So, um, Cricket, I, I thank you for doing the show with us if you get a chance to listen to this. And I thank you for um, your continued support and seeing you down in Pendleton Outfitters. Um, okay, Kayla next Henshaw. up. Yeah, Kayla Henshaw. And, I mean, here's the thing. If you've listened to this podcast, um, if you listen to more than one or two episodes, there's a chance Kayla's name's come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, you have. Yeah, uh, well, I feel like you really got a lot of inspiration from from that episode, and just seeing Kayla being a young entrepreneur. Another, you know, you talked about Addison, but another yeah. young entrepreneur that was, you know, going through like really grinding it out day by day, and mm-hmm. um, but really seeing the excitement that she had through everything she did and and any of the struggles and. Um, so that was just an awesome conversation and she was so nice to bring us. I think she brought us some treats and that's right. We had some tasty treats on air. Kayla also (laughs) made an appearance. So here's a cool story. 
uh, for the grand opening of Pendleton Outfitters, my friend Ellie, who helped me do the website, she uh, enlisted Kayla to have some fresh cookies for the grand opening to hand out. So that was awesome. But then Kayla, on her own merit, uh, provided some cinnamon rolls and stuff for our families, for Dylan and I's families after the fact. So <laughs> it was it was kind of cool that right before I went and cut the ribbon, Kayla was there giving some goodies, got to give her a big hug. And like you said, I think um, Kayla's been a big inspiration for me in this journey as well, because another young entrepreneur, um, you know, really kind of starting from scratch, it was a fairly new endeavor for her at the time to take over Eden's Kitchen. And I know um, if you ask her, every day is not easy. <laughs> and I know that, uh, you know, she's hustling and working hard and, and you have to. And I, I want for her to be able to uh, to enjoy her work and not feel like she has to work so dang hard. So I hope that's going well. And, and Kayla, I hope uh, you feel welcome to talk on the show with us anytime as well. I mean, I say that for every guest, but but Kayla was obviously a, a rock star and glad to have her. So. Um, okay. So next guest, Chris Thatcher, Chris Thatcher, it was a, it was a blessing to have him on the podcast. He was, uh, he was here talking and kind of promoting the, the young life banquet, the banquet that was coming up. And, but we all just also just got to talk, um, to Chris about kind of his story as a outsider coming into Pendleton. Um, and just, you know, he talked about how he loves the community and how he's, he's grown to, you know, uh, grown to love the small town community and the people of it because he came from, you know, the Portland area, which is very different. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, Chris was, it was a joy to have on and, uh, and I'm sure sometime in the future we'll, we'll get him back. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I hadn't met Chris before the podcast and it was really a treat to get to know him. I also felt like it was a cool way to to talk about Young Life again in a way that, you know, yeah, you I guys had, had not... a cool connection. Yeah, it was interesting. Justin Hayes was a Young Life guy, that a Young Life leader I worked with in Salem when I was in high school. Um, I moved to Pendleton in the middle of high school and, and Young Life was um, really not on my radar since departing then. And so, you know, this many years later to, to uh, get to talk with Chris, to see that Young Life is is doing its thing and, and doing well here in Pendleton. And also just to, that Chris knew Justin Hayes, who was a, a big guy in my younger years was, was really refreshing. That was a lot of fun. So <clears throat> going to Legrand and EOU, the next interview we posted was Dr. Peter Wardleman. Yeah, Peter loved having Peter on. That was, uh, that was a really fun one to set up and just get back in communication with him. Um, if you haven't listened to the episode, I, I was in the Eastern Oregon University Choir when I did my two years over there, and <clears throat> choir was my favorite thing at Eastern, and uh, Peter led it, and we just had so much fun, so we got him in on the podcast, and the biggest question I had for him was, can anyone sing? That's right. Or, and he <laughs> or, said, can some, or can some people just not sing? And he believes that anyone... Except anyone, one. I think he said, I, he? I may have had one oh. student that was like, sorry. <laughs> no hope. Sorry. You, you just don't have it. Yeah, but generally he thinks he thinks everyone can learn to sing. So pretty, if you're interested good. in singing, the odds are in your favor. You can make it happen. Might take a little work, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was cool to talk to Dr. Wardlin, another guy that I was really pleased to get to know and meet because I, I didn't know him at all previously. I, I went to EOU, but I wasn't involved in the arts there. Um, and of course, we know we talked about the music stuff. 
One thing I like about this podcast is when you get to know somebody, you find that you do have connections and commonalities. And so to find that he's involved with the direction of like the LeGrand Farmer's Market mm-hmm. and to to get introduced to his world of cooking and the way that he shows his fresh foods and he does it communally, you know, like the social media videos where he'll make a delicious food and maybe take to somebody that's on maternity leave or something like that. Um, if I, if I talk to Dr. Wordleman again, I'd like to talk a lot about music, but I think I'd also pick his brain on some of the food and, and cooking stuff too. That was pretty cool. And we'll have to go golfing with him someday. Yes. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Okay. So Bob Stanger. Bob Stanger. Wow. I mean, just <laughs> pick, pick any of the stories that he has. I mean, he's got so many crazy like, yeah. war stories and, um, just an interesting, interesting person to talk to who's just gone through a lot in his, in his life. And, um, yeah, I mean, how is Bob's 90? I can't remember. I want to say 98. 98. So he, I mean, he's getting up there, but he is, but he still, he got still a sharp communicates mind. pretty well. Yes. Still got a sharp mind. Yeah. So impressed. It was a great interview. So Bob volunteers down at the Pendleton Air Museum. I was introduced to him by Cricket Nicholson. She told me that I should try to get in touch with him, which was really pleasant because, you know, I'm familiar with the Pendleton Air Museum. I'd like to see um, more people aware and involved in those activities. And I'm something of a, a war history nut myself. That's what I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> and so to get to meet, you know, somebody who piloted a World War II bomber, served in World War II, Uh, 70-some missions, um, but life after that as well because he settled down in Pendleton, long-time wife and kids and and businessman here in Pendleton. It was really a treat to to get to know Bob and to share him with the world. So um, that's a really good interview too if you haven't had a chance to listen to it. Yeah. Next we have our buddy Blaine Cluton. Yeah. All right, Blaine, man, this was a, this was, I'm going to keep saying this, but somebody, honestly, I'd never saw his face, hadn't met him in person until he walked into the, the studio to record. <laughs> and, um, well, I, I had been meeting, me and my sister had been meeting with him, um, uh, about some stuff and I just, I don't know why I just got the feeling after we had, I was like leaving our meeting I was like, I should go back in and he'd be an interesting person to ask to be on the podcast. And so I went back in there and <clears throat> I was like, hey, Blaine, uh, my buddy and I, we got this podcast and I think you'd be perfect, like the perfect person to have on it. And he was like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Get in touch with me. And then he's like, I actually have a podcast of my own. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Which different subject matter, but Blaine's got Ask a Lawyer, which yeah. is a good, a good podcast for some, you know, basic legal questions where you want to know some general ideas without um, having to foot the giant attorney bill for a question that could be easily answered. So yeah, I was I was really impressed, and it was nice to get to know Blaine, because like I said, I didn't know him until he walked into the room, but I felt like the three of us, we all connected well. Um, I was glad to see somebody in the legal world that was gracious enough with their time to, um, to you know, help share some legal questions. Um, I think, you know, another thing I want to touch on with Blaine's episode is I feel like there are some topics that are difficult to approach, but still maybe necessary. And, you know, Blaine working in family law that's got custody and divorce, it's not a fun topic and it's not something that um, is super entertaining, but 
it, I think if you're willing to, to look at it, it'll serve a purpose possibly to, mm-hmm. to understand some, some proceedings. And so I think that the barrier to legal services and legal information can be difficult. And I'm really, I'm impressed with Blaine for, for helping try to break down those, those barriers or, or at least be a little transparent with information, where to get started, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's, he's very helpful for people who don't exactly know the path to, to find the information they, they need to, to have. And he's, yeah. um, he's the perfect person to talk with um, if you're in any position like that. So yeah, so Cluton Law operates here in Pendleton. <laughs> and um, Hermiston as well. Exactly. And, and just a guy that I'm proud to call my friend. Yeah, we've become good friends since then. So, yep. so thanks, great. Blaine. Um, all right. Another, so here's a name you've probably heard in the, in the rodeo circles or in the Pendleton area, Marty Campbell. Yeah. Marty was a lot of fun to talk to. I mean, he's a teacher up at the high school, rodeo announcer, preacher, just like does it. He's a writer. Ran in the, ran hard in the, uh, rodeo circles until he had a, was it a broken neck? Unfortunately that neck or back kind of ended the, the riding days and, um, you know, he talked about his journey in the podcast, but sort of transitioned into that, that world of public speaking and sort of sharing matters of the heart, cowboy church, rodeo announcing, all those things. And so, um, another guy that is just, I'm glad he's in the area doing his thing. Yeah, it was really, I mean, Marty's another one of those guys. It's just a, such a natural born storyteller. And as he said, you know, it's just passed down from generation to generation through his family of being a storyteller. And so, yeah. Um, I mean, for anyone who follows him on social media, on his Facebook, he's always got stories. I mean, I feel like he posts like a long story like every day. So yeah, um, yeah, just great storyteller, fun guy to have on the podcast. And uh, thing I took away was, um, you know, being able to ask him about like what legacy means to him and him just kind of fleshing that out and what yeah. it means to him and um you know, community and family and faith are, are so important to him. And mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go ahead and, 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 and listen to it. One, one conversation piece that stood out to me from that episode was, um, he, his son does leather work and he was talking about, um, how his son's really gotten into hunting in the outdoors. So I said, Oh, he must know, you know, Cameron Haynes. And this is well before I read the story or was really familiar with it. But he was uh, reflecting on, you know, his son out there doing leather work to pay for his truck and, and uh, listening to Cam Haynes on, on Endure and uh, just sort of trying to just I, I love seeing a young man that's hungry and working hard to find his place and learning along the way. And I feel like, you know, Marty and family, I'm sure that they are facilitating that. Um, so great, great guy, great family. And I appreciate Marty coming and doing that for us. Um, I'm, I'm laughing and chuckling as I see this next one, Tanner Carey. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, just a fun podcast. Yeah. Tanner's such a, just fun guy to have around and someone we definitely have to get on the podcast. Yeah. Um, more and more, uh, in, in the future. And, I think about, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. I mean, just, just completely himself. Which is, I mean... Oh, it was refreshing. So yeah. refreshing. Yeah, Tanner, uh, didn't really know him very well before coming into the podcast studio, but I felt like he's just one of those guys you can just be loose with. I think about how, you know, each episode kind of has a different tone or style, and I think we're trying to uh, let people 
you know, share their stories and personalities and, and to some degree meet them where they're at, you know? Yeah, totally. And so it was fun to have Tanner in here and just, you know, he's coming at it from a, a stand-up comedy perspective. So we got to just kind of cut it free and loose, but I think there was still some, some serious conversations and some real feelings yeah. being thrown around by way of just a, a bunch of guys kind of being loose and hanging out. Definitely some, yeah. I mean, there was a there was a lot of fun and uh, fun and humor in that podcast, but there were definitely some really good real conversations yeah. as well um, that people would enjoy hearing. Um, the first episode that we marked explicit. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yep, it was a great conversation. If you've got little ones, you know, maybe not not one to listen to, or if you're, you know, cuss words are bothering you. But um, I also think about when I think about Tanner now, I think about the electric sundown. And, yeah. you know, that is where the old Elks Lodge was down by the levee. It's been um, remodeled and opened to to basically be something of a, an event, event center. center yeah. yeah. So um, I've taken my wife and we've gone down there for open mic night. But we also went to a comedy night that was done. Tanner, I believe, organized the event with some help. Um, but Tanner and Brian Warren and a gentleman out of Portland named Tyler... Mm-hmm. Bo? Bo, somewhere in there. Um, the, the three of them shared basically a comedy night in Pendleton. And it really amazed me for several reasons. For one, I mean, it was hilarious. The show was great. But for another, I was blown away by how many people showed up in the attendance. And I was just really, I was really proud to see Pendleton putting on something like that. And I feel like one thing I like about Tanner is I see him sharing that pride and that love of his community and trying to bring forward great things. So, um, so that was a real treat. And of course, like you said, I think having Tanner on, uh, we need to do again. And also his friend, Brian, who lives in Pendleton, a real funny guy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Brian's going to be someone we have to get on the podcast as well. Maybe, maybe both of them together at some point. (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. So if you see their names come up, you're in for some laughs. Okay, so we went to Hermiston. We recorded at OMG Burgers in Hermiston for our friend Mitch Thompson. Yeah, that's when we still didn't have a studio, and we were like, oh, we haven't recorded in Hermiston. Where, should, where can we record over there? <laughs> so we were calling restaurants. And, yeah, um, OMG well, was gracious enough to give us a big space upstairs to do the show. And yes, yeah, shout out OMG. Luckily, they have two stories, and um, the second story wasn't really being used during the mid part of the day. I don't know, it was probably like two, three o'clock or something like that. So mm-hmm. it worked out great. But yeah, we got in uh, Mitch Thompson, who was holding um, bilingual basketball camps in both Irgen and Hood River. And uh, just really cool opportunities um, for kids to, to attend those camps. And um, Mitch is doing really cool things down in Mexico City as a coach um, for the G League. Um, they've, they've got you know, they've expanded the G League to, to other countries and trying to grow the grow the NBA, essentially, grow yeah. the game of basketball in other countries. And so I'm always seeing him on social media posting stuff, you know, that's, you know, promoting all of that. And, um, and he's a guy that's always wanting to give back to his community, too. So he's from Hermiston. He's always looking back at his community, you know, asking how he can help. And so that's, you know, part of why he does this uh, bilingual basketball mm-hmm. um, camps as well as well so um yeah that was that was a fun episode and i you know mitch and i didn't know each other super well growing up we competed against each other you know pendleton versus hermiston when that when that was still a thing (laughs) (laughs) no kidding Um, but we had just kind of followed each other through social media and i saw that he was coming back to the area and i was like we got to get him on so yeah yeah i really admire mitch for for you know 
going out there and exploring and adventuring in new pursuits, but not forgetting where he came from and what he feels like he can do to make a difference in his local community. So the bilingual basketball camp. I also just think about how he remarked about being, you know, a good basketball player, but but not really an, an incredibly exceptional player. But, you know, we talk a lot about mentorship on this show, and I think his experience in college over in Chicago, if I remember correctly, was where he was able to get connected to, um, he was able to get connected to some other coaches, and um, those guys gave him the time of day to share some some lessons and, and coaching tips, and, you know, fast forward several years and several steps along the way in his coaching journey, and like you said, to represent the G League to be a, you know, what I can see as a player-friendly coach who really cares about the culture of his community and his team. And so um, I appreciate Mitch taking the time on a short trip through town, really, to stop and record with us. So thanks, Mitch. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we talked about recording at OMG and not having a home. This all changed with this interview <laughs> here. So our very first uh, recording in the home base, if you will, our studio that we got hooked up or connected to, um, we interviewed our friend Kaylee Cope. Kaylee Cope, yeah. And at the time, she was working for the city of Pendleton Parks and Rec. And we wanted to talk about all the cool things that were going on um, throughout the summer and just the programs and all of that. And she, I was just blown away um, just how well-spoken she was and fun she was to be around. And um, she was just such a great mouthpiece for Parks and Rec and, and, and the whole, you know, all the programs. And um, now she's gone on, she's director of marketing at BMCC, correct? Yeah, I may not get the title correct, but I want to say director of like marketing and outreach or something along those lines for Blue Mountain. So um, like like you mentioned, Kaylee, no longer with Pendleton Parks and Rec, but still a, a big piece of the Pendleton community, which we are glad to know. Still moving and shaking. Absolutely, shaking and moving. And <laughs> yeah, it was a nice chance to to celebrate the work of Pendleton Parks and Rec because you know, Kaylee was a big piece of that at the time, but there's, there's folks that, um, that are doing it day in and day out and have been doing it for many years in parks and rec. And so, um, it was great to talk to Kaylee. It was also great to just celebrate names like, you know, Jeff Hamilton, Todd Klegel, um, and all the, all the people that, you know, keep the parks up and looking nice. The people that organize the events, the people that, you know, take our youth activities seriously and go to great lengths to, to make, Pendleton, a great environment for family and friends. And, um, you know, there's no shortage of things to do in Pendleton. And I think that the Parks and Rec is uh, doing their best to be a big piece of that. And so I thank them for that. And I, I thank Kaylee for being here. She, like you said, very well spoken. Um, I was impressed and I'm, I'm glad that uh, she's still in the area doing her thing. So yeah. And she got to help you out later on too. Yeah. So another cool story is that, you know, I've shared this before, but Kaylee Cope does um, graphic design. And so um, she is the one that designed the Pendleton Outfitters logo. I gave her some pictures and sort of some inspiration and a description of the concept. And um, she came up with that logo. It was really great. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Norky. Next up, we got Chance Norquist, uh, a good friend of mine. Um, he grew up in Pilot Rock and we always competed against each other. And then we actually played on the same baseball team, I think. We we're 13, 14 all-star team. And so Chance and I have good memories together. Um, but yeah, wanted to bring him in. So many people in the community know know who Chance is. And he's just a just a fun, like loving dude. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you guys didn't really know each other, right? 
you know, I think we must have played against each other in baseball at some point or another, but uh, personally, no, I didn't know Chance that well before. Yeah, but um, he he had started his uh, his business, Goat Window Cleaning, correct? Yep. Yeah, and uh, it was just, you know, hitting the ball out of the park with it. I mean, I had already, as a realtor, people are always looking for people to do, you know, whatever job it may be. And Mm -hmm. I had already heard Chance's name thrown around like multiple times by homeowners. Like, oh, I, I had Chance do my windows and (laughs) and other, other realtors as well. Like, oh, do you know Chance? Like, Mm -hmm. and so I was like, we got to get Chance in to talk about his business. And (laughs) it's good to talk to Chance. Yeah. I mean, I'm passionate about entrepreneurs. I'm passionate about small businesses and I love um, visiting with them and seeing them chase their dreams. So to get to, I think that was the meat of the conversation with Chance is like, what does it take to take that leap of, of entrepreneurship? How's it going for you? Because goat window cleaning is a new endeavor. Um, but yeah, a good guy. And, you know, I, I would definitely recommend goat window cleaning. Hey, if you got windows out there, they need cleaned. Yep. Norky's we got, we got, got a you. guy for you. Norky's got you <laughs> taken care of. So thanks for taking the time, Chance. Yeah. Okay, we did travel for this one. So we're going to the Umatilla County Fair to talk to Ryan Manning. Hey. Bullfighter. Um, and avid disc golfer. An avid disc golfer, yeah. Family man. Family man. Uh, and his day job is irrigation, right? He works for, gosh dang it, why am I skipping? Is it Elmer's Irrigation? No. no irrigation specialists over yeah, in Hermiston. So. Yep. Um, so, you know, runs in ag circles in the area. Also, you know, we recorded that at the Umatilla County Fair because I think we wanted to share just some of that community and atmosphere and environment that was going on. Also, uh, Ryan's wife, Becca, helped to chaperone the... The court. The yeah, court, the that's right. Umatilla County Fair court. Mm-hmm. She's the chaperone for that, which we didn't know going in. So that was cool to, to find out. Um. But yeah, it was just fun asking Ryan, you know, all <laughs> all the different questions about bullfighting. Like, what is it? What you know, what goes into it? How do you prepare? Um, mm-hmm. All those different kinds of things. Like, where, like, how far do you travel? Um, and <laughs> the one thing I really remember is like asking him. Uh, well, I don't know if I asked him if they watch film or if he brought it up, but just the fact that like they watch film, like you know, at, like football teams do or basketball teams, they go over their film, they watch it. And they become that much better, you know, seeing their tendencies and learning from them and, and all of that. And, yeah. uh, so yeah, that was just a really cool conversation learning more about Ryan and, and also with his, um, the disc golf, disc golf, right? Right. I don't want to say it right. <laughs> or say it wrong. <laughs> don't say Frisbee golf. Don't say Frisbee golf. <laughs> um, and how serious he's getting about that and starting yeah. to enter like pro tournaments and mm-hmm. where you can make some money. So, and just how it's growing as well. Right. Just how big it's becoming. He, uh, he inspired me to go out and buy some discs. So, Oh yeah. You got um, a set? Uh, I got a set and, uh, I haven't used them yet, but, <laughs> 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 but it is winter time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I need to get out there at some point. <laughs> no, Ryan's one of those guys. I feel like I kind of knew forever, but didn't know on a personal level until we got him on the podcast. So that was a real treat. Okay, so this was an awesome interview coming up next year, too. <clears throat> Our friend John Paolo. I just love his name. Yeah, that's right. Paolo. John I thought pa- it was Paolo. John Paolo. <laughs> John. Yeah, yeah. Paolo Farms. Paolo Farms or Paolo Paolo Ranch. Paolo Ranch. Yeah, Paolo Ranch. Yep, over in Elgin. So, that's right. So another dream chaser, kind of entrepreneurial-minded guy here. So John was in California running a successful construction business, but his wife and family 
if I'm remembering correctly, just kind of had this dream Mm -hmm. of farming and ranching. And as they, as the years went on, the dream stayed there and it shaped itself into the regenerative ag movement. And so, you know, we got a chance to celebrate farmers and we love them all. What's really special about John and his family is the regenerative practices that they're using for, um, for their ranch. And they've got meat chickens, they've got turkeys, they've got beef. So, um, doing some really cool things. And if you're curious about agriculture or regenerative ag, I felt like this was a really good episode for you to kind of, to break that down a little bit. A really popular episode too. A lot of, a lot of people interested in the regenerative uh, side of things. Yeah. So that was cool to see. Yep. I, I love going to farmer's market and that's where I met John and he was gracious enough to be, you know, interested to share his time doing the podcast, even had to, you know, travel and kind of leave some, some work at the ranch to come do this. So uh, thanks for your time, John, and thanks for you know sharing your story with the world. And we we definitely hope to talk to John and family again, and and also just more more farmers and ranchers in general. Definitely, yeah, underappreciated work, absolutely. So, all right, our next our next friend here, Blake Franklin, Blake Franklin, who we've also become good friends with since the podcast. Yeah, who we both knew. We both knew Blake, but not. I don't know, super well, I guess. We yeah. were close. I'd say for me, I just sort of, um, from a distance, I mean, I, I talk about the 10-year-old All-Stars. That's how I kind of got to know Blake when we were both kids. Um, I got to, you know, I got to see him and be around him a little bit in the baseball circles when I moved to Pendleton. Blake was a fair amount younger than me, but always just a, a bright a bright mind, a kind spirit, and a guy that you like to be around. But, but yeah, I mean, our friendship really was taken to the next level probably after the podcast and, and everything. Yeah, I think we all just kind of felt like you know, very like-minded with a lot of things. And it was like, hey, we should get together more often and talk about <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, doctor, doctor of physical therapy, um, just, a, just a young guy like doing cool things in his community and wanting, wanting to do even more, um, you know, just very community oriented and, and how he can change things and yeah. um, shape community. So, yeah. So I remember, you know, Blake went to school in Idaho, wasn't sure. One of those folks that maybe he was like, ah, do I want to go back to my hometown? What do I, what do I want out of, out of life? And what do I need to feel like I'm growing? And um, if you listen to the episode, I think you'd get the impression that he felt like, you know, Pendleton was a great place to live and that, you know, there's, there's some things that maybe Pendleton didn't have that he felt like willing and able to bring forward while also celebrating and recalling the things that do make Pendleton a great place to live. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm glad that Blake is in the area. He's doing physical therapy at the Roundup Athletic Club, and he's also doing Kaizen training and nutrition. So Blake's a fitness guy. He's really passionate about you know healthy living, healthy uh, lifestyles, working out and fitness. And so... Um, you know, if you need an individualized plan, like especially this for this upcoming year, if that's something that, that you're hoping to do is get back to the gym or just get healthy in general, um, Blake through Kaizen Fitness, it, like he'll create an individual individualized plan for people. So, mm-hmm. um, do you remember what the URL was for that? Uh, I think it's Kaizen Training and Nutrition. So he's got, I think he's got a website. He's also got social media, you know, Instagram. Um, some useful how-to videos on lifting and techniques. He's also started dabbling with some some good articles. So 
Um, if you have, you know, questions about, you know, creatine or how to even take your meals throughout the day, Blake has uh, dipped into answering some of those questions as well. So, you know, training and fitness, but also nutrition and, and diet management and that kind of stuff. But from a perspective that is, is not going to put you down, but is just going to help you get where you'd like to go. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So the next one is me. <laughs> next we have on the list is Ryan Smith. <laughs> what, what are your takeaways from your episode? Looking back at it, man, it was a gutsy one. Um, it was raw. It was raw for sure. It, sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that and put that out there <laughs> in the world. But at the same time, I felt like with this podcast and with Pendleton Outfitters and everything, I just felt like it's okay. I mean, you have to you have to be willing to say what you believe in and, and be honest with yourself and with others. And so there's some raw moments in that podcast, but I felt like we need each other and just saying, just sharing things that matter to me, I guess, you know, I'll just explain the episode was pretty much the origin stories, I think, of the Eastern Oregon connection and of Pendleton Outfitters. And so just reflecting on, um, you know, what that entailed and maybe why um, I felt like it was important to take those projects on. But yeah, any yeah. thoughts you had on it? No. Well, I mean, yes. Um, <laughs> it was just I didn't, I didn't know what to expect coming in. And, and you said that we were, you know, we were going to go deep and I was like, all right. And, uh, I was just really, honestly, I was just really proud and moved, by, you know, by the message that you gave. And, um, you really just had something on your chest that you wanted to share with people. And, um, what came out, I think was awesome. I really, I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> Sweet. Well, thanks, man. So that we launched that in the end of September and this is a, an ongoing adventure. So there's always, you know, more happening by the day. But anyway, that was a, a snapshot of things as they stood then. And um, I just it was a good, you know, nod to the inspirations of many people and things that I think have led us to where we are today. But um, enough about me. So so this one is a really fun interview. And another guy I didn't really know prior to the, the podcast is J.J. Hill. Yeah, what a fun guy JJ is. Um, it was really cool to have him on because he had just been on NBC's The Voice um, for an audition. And so we got to talk about, you know, talk all about that. JJ and I talked about, you know, our past memories. We, uh, we met when I was over uh, at Eastern Oregon University and mm -hmm. we had done plays together. And um, so, yeah, it was cool to hear, you know, what he's doing now. He's making a movie and out of character movie he's got wand culture he's, he's creating wands and has that business and yeah so yeah it was it was just a lot of fun what'd you take away well we do we have so many ties it seems like to blue mountain but also eou and so a fellow Mount, mountie like you said uh, jj's world was in the arts but yeah it was fun to it was fun to hear from somebody who um, is, you know, living his passions, it feels like, and bringing forth, you know, his voice into the world. And um, a good example of where, you know, you don't have to do or be one thing, I think is something I took away. Um, you know, before the podcast, I knew we were going to talk about the voice and how that experience went. But to see the independent arts taking place with the out of character movie, um, just he just got a lot of irons in the fire and he's living by by passion and desire and um just a, a great guy to get to know so i was i was 
grateful that JJ was willing to come do the show with us. Yeah. I just love that he's doing things he loves. Yeah. That's really cool to see. Because a lot, a lot of people get kind of just caught in just doing the humdrum day-to-day, you know, aren't loving, you know, what they're doing in life. And JJ's really doing things he loves, and that's inspiring to see and watch. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> All right. I, this is another real fun one we had, Shelby Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she's just, uh, same spitfire as she's always been. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. But no, Shelby, Shelby's awesome. And she was here for a great cause as well. Um, Rowan, right? Um, Doherty. Yeah. Rowan Doherty, um, has, uh, leukemia, uh, a form of leukemia and shows. So she was here talking about her yoga class that she was putting on. Um, to help support that. So just Mm -hmm. a really cool cause, but we got to talk about, you know, Shelby graduated with us and um, she's now living in Hepner. So she's got a studio over there. So we got to talk about all of her yoga stuff and living in small, you know, real small town, Hepner, (laughs) small town, but Hepner is a lot smaller. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously the, the circumstances for the fundraiser were unfortunate, but a chance to reflect with a friend and uh, and to use her gifts to to bring positive things forward was really fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Shelby's just a, a laugher and a smiler. And um, I did not attend the class, but you did. And you were impressed by just how intense the course was, right? Oh, my gosh, man. Uh, I was not prepared <laughs> for how difficult it was going to be. Um, Shelby is a beast like straight up and a lot of the people that were in there who knew you know who knew who knew what was going to go down (laughs) they're all just beasts but shelby is amazing because she's shouting things out like the whole time she's doing all the it's not like a slow just you know calisthenics type yoga it's like (laughs) moving and like using a lot of your muscles and uh it was, yeah, it was very difficult. I, it, I was also in a costume, so I was wearing jeans. <laughs> I didn't really have a costume, so I was like, I could probably pull off like a Steve, Steve Jobs look. So I put on, <laughs> I put on uh, jeans and a black turtleneck. And uh, yeah, that was, my, that was my outfit. And I was just so sweaty. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad I went. I got to connect with a lot of, uh, a lot of old friends. And I mean, it was just a good time. Um, so yeah, it was, it was great, <laughs> but it was very <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Right on. Well, thanks for doing your thing, Shelby. All right. Um, your turn, Shannon. Jack Remillard. Oh, you. Oh, am I next? Yes. Oh yeah. My episode was next. Um, yeah, my episode, uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's so many things that I missed that I didn't talk about <laughs> looking back. Um, it's hard to try and sum up your entire life <laughs> on, yeah. on one podcast. Agreed. So my sister listened to it and she's like, you didn't even talk about, uh, like any of our like horse stuff growing up. Like we used to do rodeos, like mm-hmm. go to rodeos and compete and stuff. She's like, you didn't talk about any of that stuff. Like no one knows that you grew up with horses. <laughs> I was like, shoot. Yeah. Um, well, I think we've touched on the fact that you did a rodeo a couple times, but not in great detail, especially like you're saying, this was more of what's your story. How'd you get here? Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was the one thing my, my sister said. And, and then I picked up after, after we finished it, I was like, I didn't even really talk about my kids or my children at all. Yeah. <laughs> and so I well, kind of got up to the point where like what I'm doing in terms of like my job and then 
didn't talk. We talked a lot about my wife and, and my job, and but I didn't really talk about kids at all. So mm-hmm. um, you look back and you're like, oh, I didn't talk about this and I didn't talk about this, but I'm also just kind of like, you know, fine with what's out there too. So sure. I, I mean, I think, fine. like I said, it's, it's hard to catch everything on a podcast and especially because there's, you know, most of this is really not anything we script. Yeah. I think, you know, I started with the early interviews, making sure I wanted to have a bunch of questions laid out and we didn't run out of things to say, but a couple few interviews in, and I almost completely went away with any kind of like notes or, or yeah. questions ahead of time. I, I think, um, you know, you want to be prepared, but it's also like you, these are natural, real conversations. This is not like a scripted dialogue. And so, um, I felt more inclined to, to let the discussion, you know, take its course and, yeah. and meet, meet the conversation where it's at rather than try to, to jump around to these bullet points that we need to capture. So, yeah. Um, but for you, I was just grateful for you to, to, you know, be transparent about the things that you believe in and tell your story about how you got to, to where you are today. And it's an ongoing adventure for everybody. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm one thing I'm really glad about is to see you guys back in the area. <laughs> you know, I think over the years, of course, with, with Jenny and Carly being best friends, they were pretty well in touch on, on life and things like that. But you know, being four or five hours away, you, there's a real difference as far as like the day-to-day ins and outs and the, the real struggles. You you kind of have to just catch, you know, highlights when you can get time on the phone or visiting on a holiday break or anything. And so, yeah, um, you know, I'm looking forward to you guys maybe being in Pendleton in the future, if that's a goal of yours. But either way, <laughs> I'm just pleased, not just for you, but because of your family and the kids that we get to to kind of share this this up and coming, you know, lifestyle a little bit together. Yeah, so. share life together. That's yep. what it's all about. No, we we actually just started looking at houses the other day. Ooh, spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> so I just got to file my taxes <laughs> because <laughs> I can't really get approved until I do my second round of taxes as a self self-employed person so mm. it's coming up <sighs> those entrepreneurs struggle is real yeah yep. okay so <laughs> jack remillard yeah um jack another vet that just had like so many stories any he, and he grew up in the pendleton area and uh you know grew up on the ranch and had lots of stories about that um but just his stories on ADAC out in the uh, the Aleutian, oh, yeah. Aleutian Islands, right? Yeah, just Alaskan wilderness basically stationed during the Vietnam era. I find myself, when I look at Google Maps, like I'll, like I'll go up there and, and like look. I was actually looking at Google Maps the other day and I hit, you know, I turned it on satellite and I was just like, what does this area look like? And there's just, there's like nothing on ADAC other than this like, you know, one spot where I imagine their military encampment was. Um but yeah, what did he say? Just like 750 guys up there. It was basically a small communication station of some kind. And yeah. he was, you know, sort of the engineer that kept the place up and running while communications techs and other folks were able to to do whatever they were doing at the time. Um, but yeah, like he said, just up in rural Alaska, um, you know, for him, maybe a backcountry paradise, fishing and <laughs> chasing right. wild game and stuff. For others, maybe just a miserable nightmare of seclusion and bad weather. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, competitive shooting and some other cool stuff that was going on. So it was really a treat to get to know Jack. And I think he's another example of somebody that um, has a lot to say and also wants to protect and preserve our history. And I'm really... Um, it's really good to see folks that 
that feel like they have a story to tell and, and want to bring it forward. So um, it was great to have Jack on, talk about the old Iron Show, talk about the Heritage Station, and mm-hmm. also you know his service and a lot of that kind of stuff too. So okay, so up to this point, last interview we did, our friend Jordan Hilmick. Yeah. Uh, BMCC women's soccer coach, also the sports information director up up there. Um, another person, just another young person in Pendleton that's just so well-spoken. And, uh, well, both of them now work for BMCC. So <laughs> I guess they're doing some good things up there at BMCC, sure. bringing, yeah. in, bringing in great people. And, uh, yeah, it was just fun to catch up with Jordan. Um, you know, someone... I knew growing up, I don't know how well you knew uh, Jordan growing up, but I would always see him around hanging out with like Brett Carter and, and mm. his friends and um, or seeing him play soccer and that kind of stuff. So it was good to catch up, you know, after we've been off for co- like, uh, you know, go off for college and then kind of living our lives and, you know, we've moved back and he he's here. And so first time catching up with him, but yeah, he's doing great things as a coach, creating a great culture and um, just excited to see where, where that all takes him. Yeah, me too. I I knew Jordan to answer your question briefly in high school. I think we had maybe one or two CAD classes together. Oh, okay. And I think he was maybe a grade behind us. Uh, Maybe two. Maybe two grades behind us. Anyway, so just from a distance, I sort of knew Jordan fairly well. And, you know, one of those calming but steady uh, type of personalities. I mean, not going to get up and scream and yell, but is going to lead by way of example and just being consistent and... Um, his leadership style and his culture with, with the Blue Mountain women's soccer team is something I admire. Um, I also took away some of his, you know, philosophies and, and I think you really liked that whole letter, uh, to the next person wearing the number. You want to explain that a little bit? Yeah. So every year he has his, uh, his team write letters to the, to the person that is gonna wear their Jersey the next season. Correct. So yeah, so like you you finish the season and you're number ten, you'll write a letter to the next number ten. Exactly, yeah. And a lot of times those are, you know, what being on the team, uh, being at the college meant to them, um, and can be you know pretty emotional and uplifting for the for the players coming in. So um, something I hadn't heard of before, and I was like, where'd you where'd you come up with that? He was like, I just. I just thought of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's amazing, especially for like a young person, um, just to think of something like that and have like an emotional connection, bring a, a type of emotional connection to the game that just wouldn't have been there if if he didn't think of doing this thing, and it's yep. had a big impact on a lot of his players. I would say so. I heard that, and I was like, wow, that's a that's a really cool tool, and I think Jordan sees the importance of you know, he's not just coaching athletes on a soccer field. He's seeing that, you know, 19 and 20 year olds are living in a different town, trying to understand adulthood and being a community member and, and being part of a team. And so it just seems like a really great culture um, to have. And also um, he explained that, you know, some of the technology that they're embracing with trying to showcase their athletes, but also just the the analytics side of the technology with some of the cameras and stuff like that they're using for the program. So it was a real treat to have Jordan on. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So that's that was our last, uh, other than this, that was our last interview. Of 2022. Of 2022. So heading into 2023. Yeah. Where's your, what's your headspace like? What, what are your thoughts? What are your... Well, 
I think there's a lot of things that I don't want to change because <laughs> it's just like <laughs> going really well. I'd say um, if people ask, you know, do you get tired of these discussions? The answer is no. Like this is so fun. Um, it's, it's a real treat to get to know different people and do these interviews. Um, we may look at some different ways to present it, maybe like some listener mail or some questions to ask on air. I think Ooh, that there's good. some creative ways that we could approach our content. Um, but to, to share with you listeners, we, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we sh- yeah, we should try and do some type of, uh, yeah, engagement, maybe through social media. Um, I like those ideas you just threw out actually, <laughs> like <laughs> l- listener questions that we could answer. Um, yeah. Let me throw this out before I forget real quick. If you do want to reach us with some, maybe some recommended guests or some questions you have for us or for a guest that we have coming up or something like that, um, you can reach us at the EO connection at gmail.com or you can reach us at um, Instagram and Facebook. We have pages for those as well. Yeah, I think I'm just excited about continuing to grow this um, going into next year. Now we kind of have an idea um, or we're, we're more comfortable with the just the interview aspect and, and doing that. I think something we can now grow in is... Uh, growing is growing the podcast and, and marketing it, you know, a little bit more. And something you may hear in 2023 is, um, our inclusion of ads into the podcast because we are, um, we are looking for sponsors. Um, so that'll be part of 2023 and that'll help us, um, that'll help us further market the podcast. And yeah. Yeah. um, So to comment on that, I guess a lot of people have asked like, well, what do you make or how much do you make from the podcast? And our model to be completely transparent with you was that this started out as a hobby and an interest to kind of see where it went. And we didn't feel comfortable asking for money till we felt like we were to a place that it was going to be on a routine schedule and it was going to keep happening and we felt ready for it. We also wanted to make sure that, you know, this is a local podcast. So we want our advertisements and our sponsors to be local as well. Yeah you have the ability to use paid ads from the very beginning of launching a podcast, but they're going to be ads that we don't have control over. And we feel like, you know, we want to represent local businesses in our sponsorship as well. And so we've been, I'd say, you know, because this is a hobby or, or it started out as a side project, we were fairly slow and not in a hurry to approach that aspect of things. But um, I guess to be completely honest, we are having a blast doing this, but it's a significant time commitment and there's mm-hmm. some cost associated with, you know, having a studio and having equipment and spending our time here. And so, um, you know, our goal is not to get rich and famous via this podcast, but we will, you will hear some local sponsors probably soon as we, um, hope to showcase them and just sort of, you know, support the activities we're doing here. Yeah. Oh, another thing I'm, um, uh, in 2023 is, um, just figuring out, yeah, like a, a, a more streamlined process of, uh, of booking guests and mm-hmm. how exactly we want to go about, you know, whether it be a podcast, an interview podcast or a podcast with just me and you talking about like things going on in the city sure. or if we want to do more of a like a fun humor podcast, Let me, you know, maybe we bring in Tanner and Brian or something like that, or, yeah. a, or a motivational podcast. Like, so we have a little bit of maybe different tastes from week to week. Yeah. And um, give us your feedback listeners. I mean, 
we uh, we'd like to be more engaging with the community and the time commitments have have made it not a main focus of ours through the podcast anyway but but we're we're open to feedback on what the listeners are interested in and what you feel like is a good entertaining way to to bring information forward yeah yeah so all those things excited for 2023 man yeah <laughs> it's been a good year oh man what a what a year full of just blessings and gratitude and big changes and um, you know, it's, it hasn't always been easy and it, it, life isn't, but yeah. it's, I'm so thankful for, for how far this podcast has come and, um, yeah, it's been great. Look forward to doing more with you, man. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're still out there listening, we thank you so much for sharing your time with us and, um, thanks for listening. We appreciate you all. Take care. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.